The 2022 Louisville football schedule is out, and we will rank the games in terms of importance on this episode of the show. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everyone. To another episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, I'm your host Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder: the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week. Your team every day. We'll take a little bit of a different um, approach to this Monday edition of the show, probably a style of of episode that we've never done before. We are going to rank all 12 games in terms of importance for the upcoming 2022 Louisville football schedule. Obviously, it is still a little ways away, but um, with basketball over and really the only sport truly going on at the moment, I think is like Louisville, um, baseball, track and field, you know, so on and so forth. The softball season just ended, so we'll turn our attention to football here in mid-May, um, ranking the games in terms of importance, uh, breaking it down into three segments, um, you know, 12 through 9, 8 through 4, or I'm sorry, 8 through 5, and then 4 through 1. We'll start at number 12. Um, the four in this uh, particular segment are, are three non-conference games followed by, followed by a conference game. Uh, I'm not saying that none of these games are important. I don't want the um, the objective of this show to be misconstrued or misinterpreted. I'm not saying that these games are not important. Every single game on this schedule is important. That uh, goes without saying because, you know, we, we saw last year we may be singing a different tune as Louisville fans if this team goes 9-3 and three versus 6-6 six and six in the regular season. So every game counts just because... A game may not necessarily be ranked as high does not mean that it's not important. The the harsh reality of the well, – it's not really a harsh reality. It's just a reality of the fact that every single game is important. Every game has possible implications on you know postseason matchups and stuff like that. So I don't want to um, get into a situation where you're like, oh, Dalton said it's not important. That's not the case. So with that out of the way, we're going to look at number 12. Number 12 comes – in the game against James Madison on November 5th, um, this kind of speaks for itself. No disrespect uh, to the Dukes of James Madison. I think that that's their mascot. It's either the Dukes or the Bulldogs, one of the two. Um, a recent uh, transition from FCS to FBS. They are in the Sun Belt Conference this season. One of the best teams in FCS over the past decade or so it's going to be a possible trip up game for the Cardinals um but when you look at these non-conference games and how they don't necessarily have uh, conference standing implications it's really hard to rank these as high that's kind of where I'm at with uh this James Madison game um you know coming in late November I, I think that it's a little bit um obviously it's important but I think it's a little less important than South Florida and Central Florida because I do think that those two teams are going to be a little better than James Madison and um ultimately the cards are going to have to handle business uh moving on to number 11 uh like I mentioned non-conference you're looking at the home game against South Florida on September 24th that is the let me see I'm 
kind of losing my train of thought. That is the fourth game of the season. Uh, Gary Bohannon, the former Baylor quarterback that had a lot of success down in Waco, is transferring into the program. However, this is a South Florida team that only won two games the year prior. So although it's a team that's looking to win a ton of games or at least attempt to win a ton of games, you still have to kind of get over that 2-10 and 10 hump. We saw Louisville do it back in 2019. So, um I'd say that Louisville probably comes into this game decently favored, maybe by uh, double digits, 10 points or so. But I do think that South Florida um, is returning some pieces. And obviously, Gary Bohannon, I think, is a very dynamic quarterback. So at the end of the day, South Florida comes in here at number 11, the second non-conference team excuse me, to be talked about just because of the fact that there's not a ton of future implications on this game in terms of conference standings and stuff like that. I, I will say to play the devil's advocate, it is extremely crucial and critical to um, suggest that the Cardinals need to win at least three out of the first four games um, with how daunting the schedule is in the last four to five games. You would have to assume that if Louisville is going to try to meet the win quota that many fans have put on this season, which for most fans, it's like seven wins, um, you know, for, for a little bit more of the pessimistic part of the fan base, it's eight to nine wins. But regardless, I think seven wins is where it seems like the consensus has agreed to look. They have to reach this number. And South Florida is one of those games, like James Madison, that I believe that they're going to have to win. It comes at a part of the schedule to where, you know, you're playing, um, you know, I think it's three Florida teams and and Syracuse. So at the end of the day, you have to um, come out ready to play in this one. Uh, Moving on to number 10, which no surprise here is Central Florida the weekend before. Uh, I'm sorry, two weeks before. It's a Friday night game down in Orlando at Central Florida. Kind of the unsung rivalry stemming from the AAC days where you know there, there were some very solid matchups between the two teams. Obviously, last year's game seemed like uh, Central Florida was going to maybe edge it out with a field goal until Jalen Alderman intercepted a pass from Dylan Gabriel and ran it back for a touchdown. So uh, I think that from a storyline standpoint and from maybe like a rivalry standpoint, this game could find its way a little bit higher on the list, but I'm continuing to beat this drum that is, you know, not having any conference implications. Uh, But this is an important game. The, um, The Golden Knights lose Dylan Gabriel, uh, and they also... Uh, lose Jalen Robinson uh, to Oklahoma and Mississippi, respectively. They're returning some pieces. They utilize the transfer portal to address some of their needs, like the Louisville Cardinals did. I I do think that the Cardinals go down to uh, Orlando and and probably are favorites coming into this game. But at the end of the day, um, you know, a solid opportunity early on to get uh, a decent win. I don't think that Central Florida struggling at the end of last season has too much of a um, implication on this game, considering that Dylan Gabriel was out for the season after that game against Louisville. So uh, the season kind of um, w- was derailed just a bit. But overall, I do think that this is an important game. And, and I guess I c- should stop saying that because I already mentioned that every game is an important game. But you see what I'm saying. Um, So you have James Madison. You have the home game against South Florida. You have a road game against Central Florida, which is a possible trip-up game. Could have a ton of, um, you know, a a huge effect on, you know, what the end win total is. Because, like I said, you have to stockpile those wins early. This is the season to where all eyes are going to be on games like this. You know, you can't fall back on the... 
well, we were right there. Um, you know, just had to find a way to win. No, you have to find ways to win in year four of the Scott Satterfield era here at Louisville. So moving on to number nine, this is the first ACC game. It is a home game against the Pittsburgh Panthers on October 22nd. Now, people will probably ask, Dalton, Pittsburgh's supposed to be pretty solid. What what, what, what gives here? Why are they so far down the list? Why are they the lowest ACC game on the list? Well, with Pittsburgh being a cross-division opponent, um, so, you know, I think that maybe it's not necessarily as important as a game against, let's say, Florida State, um, Syracuse, or I'm, I'm sorry, Florida State, or Virginia, Boston College, NC State, so on and so forth. But I do think that, you know, despite losing Kenny Pickett, uh, possibly losing Jordan Ad- Addison in the transfer portal, you bring in a USC transfer and, and Ked, is it Kadon? Uh, Caden Slovis, I apologize. I, I never really uh, took the time to figure out how to pronounce that first name. I do apologize. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, I think Pittsburgh is going to be very solid defensively. They're great. Uh, Pat Narduzzi is one of the best defensive minded coaches in uh the acc um you also you'll take into account that this this is the team that went on to play in the acc championship game last year and i think that this is going to be a game to where if louisville loses it which they're probably going to be uh projected to lose it it's not one of those that's like okay the season's over because you couldn't beat pittsburgh now obviously you would you'd like to go in that game thinking that you have a chance because you do but at the end of the day i'm not going to uh put the fate of the season on this game against Pittsburgh because I do think that it's going to be an uphill battle for the Cardinals because I think that Pittsburgh is going to be a top five team in the ACC coming into the season. So um, James Madison, South Florida, Central Florida, and Pittsburgh in the 12 through 9 category. I uh, will address and identify 8 through 5 here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. I just got some of the birthday cake puffs in from Built Bar over the weekend. Tried them, and I have to say, I was blown away. Um, I mean, it was an experience like absolutely no other. Usually, yeah, I think that whenever I eat protein bars, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're plain hard to choke down. But when I bit into this birthday cake puff, which for those who don't know, it's an, it's a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, I mean, I was just blown away. I actually had three of them in a row, but um, that, that's a story for a different time. Um, but you have, if you haven't tried the puffs, you need to check that out right now. Um, like I said, a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. It's healthy for you, but it tastes fantastic. If Maybe you're not necessarily into the marshmallow, um, or if you want to try more, more of a traditional uh, protein bar, Built Bar has you covered. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of their products are. They're extremely healthy, and there are so many different flavors to choose from. And they are made with, um, you know, with all of the healthy benefits as well. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on down the line, 12 
a 12 through 9. Uh, 8 through 5 in the second segment of the show. We're going to start out at number 8. That is the Clemson Tigers. Kind of the same line of thinking that we had with the Pittsburgh Panthers. Now, obviously, that was a game last season in which Louisville, by all means, should have won. If Malik Cunningham doesn't go out with injury at the end of the third quarter, I think that Louisville wins that game comfortably against the Tigers at Cardinal Stadium. But I don't have to tell you what happened um, at the end of the game. One of the toughest losses to endure that I remember for a little, for the Louisville fan base um, in my 24 years on the earth. But at the end of the day, I think that this is a bounce back year for Clemson. I think that they're going to win the ACC like they usually do. Um, Kate, uh, I think it's Klubnik, Klubnik uh, the big uh, five-star quarterback is, is coming in. I think that he is going to have a, a tremendous season. Um, if DJU doesn't step up, if DJU steps up, obviously that means that he is uh, turning a corner. Clemson has the possibility to have the best defense in college football this season. They have a lot of guys returning like um, uh, Miles Murphy, Brian Brissy, so on and so forth. It, I, like Pittsburgh, I mean, I think that this is an important game because – you know, it's Clemson, it's a rival. The Cardinals have yet to beat the Tigers since joining the ACC. But the matchup down in Clemson, South Carolina on November 12th, I just don't think it has a lot of uh, – it's not going to sway my line of thinking. If Louisville doesn't you know, get within 10 to 15 points of Clemson, I'm not going to sit there and probably lose, lose sleep over it because if that's the case, then I think that, that Clemson is probably doing that to their other opponents as well. Is it going to be like the years when they, uh, you know, are winning the national championship? Well, possibly not. It might not, not, not necessarily be like the Trevor Lawrence years. Um, but like I said, I think that this is a Clemson team that is going to be fantastic. Once again, a uh, top 10 team in the country for sure. And I, I just don't necessarily think that having a game against a, a team that you're going to be, you know, a, probably a heavy underdog in, I, I don't think that it has, you know, that much of importance in terms of uh, swaying the possible season because you're probably projecting it to be a loss anyway. So uh, moving on to number seven, that is the season opener up in New York against Syracuse. This is a game where, where you start to get into the seven to one area, and you can make a case really for any of these, I suppose. Um, that game against Syracuse is important for a handful of different reasons. Number one, Syracuse projected to be towards the bottom of the ACC once again. Dino Babers is on the hot seat. Something has to happen. Garrett Schrader is back as the signal caller for the Orange. Um, this is a game you have to win. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you're wanting to win seven games, Syracuse is one of those games you're going to have to win. And you have the ability to set the tone early in the season. Opener, um, just overall, a bunch of things riding on this game. Trying to establish the, moment, the momentum early. Getting a conference win right out of the gate in week one. Especially against a team that you have to beat in the Syracuse Orange. And, I mean, there's no reason you shouldn't. You beat the team by, um, what was it, almost 30 I forget what the deficit was um, in in last year's game on Lamar Jackson Day, but you know I, I, it speaks for itself. The Syracuse is not getting substantially better. I think that overall, uh, Louisville's returning a lot on both sides of the ball to where they should be taking a step forward, and the gap in terms of talent should be um, larger when it comes to the Syracuse Orange. I had a lot of trouble with six through two. Um, because I kind of went back and forth. I, I made a couple different cases, but ultimately here's my line of thinking. Number six is Virginia, uh, a team that the Cardinals lost to last season. Um, were up by 17 going into the fourth quarter and had a huge debacle. Um, Brennan Armstrong is back. 
for the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, that is a place where the Cardinals do not have a lot of success in Charlottesville on October 8th outside of the game in which Lamar Jackson found Jalen Smith in the back of the end zone with less than a minute to go back in 2017. The Cardinals have not won in Charlottesville since joining the conference um, dating back to 2014. This is where things kind of get a little interesting. You're splitting hairs when it comes to uh, arguing this and that. Um I think that Louisville is better than Virginia. You know, six to six to four is you know they're all toss-up games, and and it's hard to really differentiate between the three. So note that when I'm talking about six through four, a lot of it can be thought of as like four A, four B, and four C. That's how close it was to kind of flip-flopping these. And actually, I kind of did going throughout the episode as I had a lot of moments where I'm like, eh, I'm going to move them to four. Eh, actually, I'm going to move them back to six. And eh, maybe they should go at five, but. Uh, Virginia is at six to me because I, I do think that um, you know that there's a, a case to be made that this is a toss-up game um, coming at a part of the season to where the Louisville Cardinals need to pick up wins. You, you know, the first five games of the season all are winnable games. Virginia is the first game where it's like a huge, huge test, and um, you know it, it's one of those that can differentiate between. Nine and three, seven and five, and even six and six. Number five, kind of in the same line of thinking, that is Florida State. Uh, that game will be held Cardinal Stadium on September 16th, a Friday night game. And, and Florida State is just one of those unsung type of games. Doesn't need to be explained because um, you, you know the history between the two teams. Jordan, Tra- Jordan Travis is back at quarterback. For Florida State, um, like the game against Virginia, the Cardinals had, what, a 20-point lead or something like that against Florida State, and Florida State came back, and unlike the Virginia game, Louisville was able to hold on. Florida State, it, it seems like they should never be as bad as, as they usually are. They have a opening game against LSU in the season opener. That's a very interesting season opener to keep an eye on. Mike Norvell has to turn this program around in year three. Um, they have a lot of guys coming back. They brought in some solid uh, newcomers. So ultimately, Florida State rides here at number five because this is an opportunity for the Cardinals early on to pick up a solid victory in the third game of the season because you talk about Syracuse week one, and then you turn around and you have Central Florida Week 2. If you can get two wins on the road, you're coming to Cardinal Stadium on a Friday night in September where there's likely going to be a ton of fans, a possible big recruiting weekend as well, and being able to get a win against Florida State would be huge for the team moving forward into the meat of the schedule. So at the end of the day, that's where I'm at. Virginia uh, kind of sitting at number 6 because of that reason. I think that Florida State getting a win over Florida State name-wise would be bigger for the Louisville Cardinals. But speaking of splitting hairs, four through uh, actually four is kind of uh, in, a, in a league of its own, and then three, two and three are um, splitting hairs as well. We're going to identify the four most important games for the Louisville Cardinal football team moving forward in 2022 here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. 
Final segment of this interesting, um, interesting, interesting uh, show edition. Because I'll be honest, I, I didn't really think of, of this as being a possibility until like Saturday night. And I'm like, ah, this would be kind of cool. There's not a lot of basketball recruiting news going on. There might be some football recruiting news maybe later on in, in the week. Um, so right now, we'll, we'll just kind of turn our attention to the football schedule. But without further ado, four counting down to one by the end of the show. Number four. On the road in Boston against the Boston College Eagles on Saturday, October 1st. The fifth game of the season. The reason this falls in at number four, yes, I know that Louisville defeated Boston College um, back at Cardinal Stadium in 2021, but Phil Yurkovec is back at, with the Eagles. I was talking to a Boston College fan um, back up in Boston when my sister was playing against Boston College um, you know, softball. And, and, you know, I was asking, you know, what do you all think of the football season next year? And, and he looked at me, he said, well, it's going to a lot of it's going to depend on how far Phil Yurkovec can take us. And I think that, that it's it's going to be a big battle between Malik Cunningham and uh, Phil Yurkovec. Um, Boston College is a team that um, is very uh, stout defensively. If Yurkovec can come in and be solid offensively, then it could be a possible game like 2020 where you have to hold on to the ball, but Boston College is definitely going to take a, a, a step forward, in my opinion, between this past season and the one we're looking forward to now. Um, it's one of those games to where it, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a toss-up because I think that Louisville is going to be favored, but it's a game. It's a must-win game. I think that this is a game that you're able to establish the tone in the ACC because if you look at what precedes this game, you have Syracuse, you have Central Florida, Florida State, and South Florida. It's realistically... Uh, possible for this team to be 4-0 going into week five. That's something that uh, a lot of probably Louisville fans will probably predict because the Syracuse game is probably a win. They should be favored against Central Florida and South Florida and Florida State's one of those games, you know, sitting at number five because it's very important as well. Placement-wise, Boston College is the bridge into the back part of the schedule where you have games against Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, Clemson, NC State, Kentucky, so on and so forth. So it's very, very critical that the Cardinals pick up a victory against Boston College. Number three on the list, the last home game of the season, Senior Day against NC State, November 19th. It is number three, but make no mistake about it, could definitely be number two. I mean, look, let's put it this way. The Cardinals were up by three, I think, heading into the fourth quarter of the game against the Wolfpack last season. They returned a ton of defensive starters from a defense that was very, very stout in the ACC. Devin Leary is back at quarterback for the Wolfpack, and you have some, um, you know, some, some solid returners as well. Last game at Cardinal Stadium has the opportunity to try to carry some momentum over into that game against Kentucky. But like the Wake Forest game, which is number two, spoiler alert, um, you know, it's it's games last season that you look at and you're like, okay, we lost it, but you know, things go a little differently. We may find ourselves in, in the win column against these teams. Um, definitely NC State. Uh Wake Forest, on the other hand, I think that this is a huge revenge game. Yes, Sam Hartman is back. They returned some solid starters from a year ago. Wake Forest, um, you know, was eleven and three, seven and one in the ACC. Went eight and zero to start out the year. Uh, Brad Lambert um, is the first year head, or first year defensive coordinator. He's got a lot of work to do in terms of trying to improve a defense that was kind of middle of the pack last season. Um, you know, uh, allowed a, over forty points per game to a handful of teams, but they returned nine offensive starters. So there's um, a, a good amount of experience coming back. But at the end of the day, uh, NC State. 
Um, Wake Forest in the same boat for Louisville. It's games that you lost last year, but you're looking to get some revenge. I think that Wake Forest is a little bit more uh, critical because I think that um, you know uh, both of those games last year, that, that was probably the game you should have won as opposed to maybe the NC State game that got a little bit out of hand. Um, but there was a lot of things that went wrong. Uh, in that game against Wake Forest, it's going to be a, a solid opportunity. Uh, you know, it's it's placed in a position to where you know you're coming into a stretch to where you just went on the road and played Boston College in Virginia. You hosted Pittsburgh, and then you go to and then you have Wake Forest on October 29th. So the placement of it, both NC State and Wake Forest, are you know potential season defining games. So number one. You know, I shouldn't have to tell you. You already know. The only non-conference game I've yet to mention, the game at the end of the year, the game since Scott Satterfield came to Louisville, the Cardinals have yet to be competitive in. Yes, it is the Governor's Cup in Kroger Field, or whatever whatever it's called now. I think it's Kroger Field against the Kentucky Wildcats. Um it doesn't have conference implications, um, but there's a lot more writing on it. Um, you, it. Depending on what happens in the season, we're, we're talking about a possible game that has a lot of you know, implications on the momentum heading into the postseason. It's a game that Louisville has to be competitive in this year. It can't be a situation where you know Louisville wins seven games coming into the game and then they get blown out again. That cannot happen. You have to be competitive. I'm not saying that you have to go into Lexington and win because they return a lot of offensive starters. They return some solid defensive players. Um, Kentucky is in a very good spot. They just brought in a top 15, top 20 recruiting class. So I'm not going to sit here and be naive and say, well, you know, maybe we should, you know, maybe we should. Uh, you know, going to Kentucky and beat them. I, sure, that, that's kind of the, the the line of thinking, and you you want to go into every game thinking that you have a chance to win. I'm not saying that you should not, um, but I'm saying that this game has to be competitive. It definitely does. Um, for a Louisville fan base that's seen this team for the past three seasons, obviously they didn't play in 2020, but uh, for in 19 and in 21, it was a blowout. It was a demoralizing loss. Now you don't have many excuses. You have a lot of guys returning from this past year's team, um, you're in year four of the program under Scott Satterfield's direction, and this game has a lot of um, you know implications on momentum, on morale, heading into the offseason. And like I said, this is a very critical season for Scott Satterfield. He has a great recruiting class brewing in the Flyville 23 department, um, but you know a lot is riding on this season. He has to win at least seven games, in my opinion. And Kentucky is going to be a game where it's going to you. It, it, you have to see some improvement there. So overall, that's how I rank the games. If you if you disagree, uh, you know, tell me in the comments what, what would you change about it. Um, obviously, it's kind of like splitting hairs. Uh, just kind of my initial thoughts. Um, but if you have any ideas or you know thoughts on the matter, drop in the comments below and let me know, and um, you know we can have a discussion about it. But, hey, that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. If you want to find out all about the ACC conference as a whole, there's no better way to get that information than Locked on ACC, the podcast that runs Monday through Friday, 30 days, uh, 30, 30 days a week, 30 minutes a day, all about the conference as a whole. So check that out. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.